Our scripture this morning comes from the writings of the prophet Micah. We begin at the sixth verse of the sixth chapter. Listen for these words of the prophet. With what shall I come before the Lord and bow myself before God on high, you ask? Am I to come before God with burnt offerings, with calves a year old? Will the Lord be pleased or placated with thousands of rams or 10,000 rivers of oil? Should I offer my firstborn for my wrongdoings, the fruit of my body for the sin of my soul? God has told you, O mortal, what is good. And what does the Lord require of you but to do justice? and to practice chesed, which means loving kindness, and to walk humbly with your God. Friends, this is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Do justice. Practice chesed, loving kindness. Walk humbly with God and with one another. One way to examine this particular scripture is perhaps to start at the end and work our way back towards the beginning. Walking humbly with God, I think, has a few implications. We have to understand the meaning of each word. Walking is something that's done with intention. It's something where you always have to keep one foot on the ground. I think of the phrase I so often heard in the hallways of elementary schools, walk, don't run, which established expectations for the pace and the style and the way about that we would move about the school. Going on a walk is different than going for a run. It's different maybe than going for a hike. Going for a walk, I think, implies doing something slower. It's purposeful. When walking somewhere, you do not immediately get where you're going. There's no instant gratification, but rather walking is a journey, however long or short or large or small that journey may be. Walking humbly, humility is the act of selflessness. It's a state of mind and of being that values the other over the self. If we combine walking humbly, we might picture a leisurely walk, one that leaves time and space for reflection, one where the walker is self-aware of their surroundings, maneuvering in ways that don't cause obstruction, but considers the needs of the other travelers along the way. Walking humbly with God is inherently tied to walking humbly with one another. We cannot walk humbly with God if we're unwilling to walk humbly with one another. Walking humbly with God acknowledges the deep connection we have with our creator, in whose image we have been created. We embark on this walk with God in humility because there's so much that we don't know and there's so much that we can't understand. We take this walk in humility with one another when we recognize God's divine image in everyone we meet. 
Not just the ones that are walking, not just the ones that are walking in the same direction that we are. Not only the walkers, but the runners and the cyclists and the motor vehicles along the way. All creation, all creation who bears God's divine image along with us so that we all together can walk in humility. And when we wonder what walking humbly with God and one another might really look like in our daily lives, the details about how we might go about our own walk, we can see some specifics and some details and some instructions right here in our scripture this morning. Do justice. Some biblical scholars would say that justice is always dictated by the concerns of those to whom justice is denied. Justice has everything to do with the oppressed and the vulnerable and the minority and the lesser and the other. Brian Stevenson, who's the author of Just Mercy and founder of the Equal Justice Initiative, defines justice as a constant struggle. He shares that perhaps injustice is easier to define. The absence of fairness and equality and balance all working together. Stevenson says justice is not something that is ever done or complete, but is a state to which we are continually and ever always trying to achieve. Identifying injustice might be one of the first steps in doing justice. Leila F. Sa'ad, in her book, Me and White Supremacy, a book that I would highly commend to you as a fabulous tool for anti-racism work. In her book, she writes, you can't dismantle what you can't see, and you can't challenge what you don't understand. So in the doing of justice, we have work to do to understand not only what justice looks like, but where there is injustice and how we are being called to respond. The doing of justice is the work of learning and unlearning the systems and practices that propagate injustice. Doing justice is naming the sin of white supremacy in our individual lives and its prevalence in our systems and our structures. I myself benefit from structures of racism. And even though it's often unconscious, I have work to do to unlearn the attitudes of white supremacy of my own. That's part of my justice work right now. It's hard work that I believe we're all called to do. It's work without instant gratification. It's work that includes mental and emotional and spiritual and even physical effort. It's work that will not result in our being thanked or recognized for participating in it. Our scripture simply states, do justice. The Hebrew word translated here as justice is mishpat. It's one of the most central terms foundational in the Jewish faith. In first century Hebrew lives, justice meant pleading on behalf of the widow, stepping out on a limb to provide care for the orphan. Jesus Christ lived into that definition of justice when he healed on the Sabbath 
or when he stopped in the crowd not only to speak to a woman who was suffering from a hemorrhage of blood, but to heal her from that hemorrhage as well. There are ways to do justice everywhere. There are ways to do justice here in our community. Justice has to do with a system. Justice isn't just working in a soup kitchen, but lobbying for a better food stamp program and the elimination of food deserts. Justice is not just helping Habitat for Humanity as they build affordable housing, but pursuing the creation and the sustaining of an affordable housing trust fund and equitable housing practices. Perhaps justice means spending a little bit more money to support a local business or a business owned by a black or brown person rather than spending money and a store or a company that stands for something that we might not believe in. Justice is, is more than the books and the articles that we read. It's more than the protests we attend or the elected officials we call. Justice is more than the votes that we cast or the social media posts we make. Because justice is ongoing and continual. Justice has to do with us recognizing our own privilege and power and using it for the benefit of our black and brown siblings. If we look further into the Hebrew scriptures for definition of justice that are described here, we see a lot about the care of neighbor, about clothing the naked and feeding the hungry and visiting the lonely and setting free the oppressed. Another specific detail we're offered is to practice chesed. Chesed is one of my all-time favorite Hebrew words. It's Hebrew for, among many other things, loving kindness. It's such a beautiful word, and our English language struggles to translate it in its entirety. Yes, it means kindness. It means a loving kindness, but it also means mercy, and it means rightness. It means compassion. It's a perfect and complete picture of living in solidarity with God's plans. Chesed is about rightness, when all is right with the world. Chesed is about an unbreakable connection between God and the people of God. In grateful response and thankfulness for that connection, the people of God strive for a similar connection with one another. If one genuinely loves chesed, then one will genuinely do justice. If one is truly walking humbly with God, one will embrace that connection, that chesed, and will strive for that connection with others in the doing of justice, in the loving of chesed. We are not just connected to our God, but we seek that connection with one another. We're oriented to consider not just our response to God as a singular act of worship that occurs in a sanctuary or in front of a screen on a Sunday morning, but an informing principle that guides our very lives. The fact that the prophet combines the imperative to walk humbly with God with the imperative to consider the other in the loving of chesed and the doing of justice makes perfect sense. 
that God's call for action on behalf of the less fortunate is joined with the call to journey with God is important. The one will deeply affect and inform the other. At the beginning of this morning's scripture lesson, the prophet offers a false answer to God. These sacrifices are not the complete response to God's saving work in our lives. The sacrifices that are listed are more about the show of worship. There's more attention and emphasis on the act of sacrifice and the one making the sacrifice than on the one to whom the sacrifice is to glorify. But Micah goes further to say that this isn't the right way. When we are doing justice, when we are loving chesed, when we are walking humbly with God, we are obsessed with the other. We're focused and attentive and open to the needs of the world around us. So may we be reminded in the best of times and in the less than the best of times and everywhere in between. May we always be reminded of where our help comes from and the giver of all good things, that doing justice and that loving chesed, that compassion and mercy and loving kindness look a lot like walking humbly with God and with one another. May this be so. Amen.